Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. How are you doing, Angela? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So <laughs> let's talk today about play and when we as adults should step in and um, and and make ourselves involved, make ourselves a piece of it. Yeah. So I know we've talked about this before, but um, really the key to inspire child-directed play opportunities is for the adult to step back and um, and know when to intervene and when not to. Um, there's so many opportunities for kids to do adult-directed activities out there, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about inspiring kids to play on their own, which is something that is becoming a lost skill. And so we want children to learn how to come up with their own play ideas and to execute those play schemes with other children without necessarily needing an adult to uh, direct that for them. And so there's a whole art form to knowing when to step in and when not to. Um, and at Timbernook, we're constantly taking uh, university occupational therapy students and we're training them all the time. Like this is, this is a, um, this is when you would go in and this is when you would not. So um, I thought it would be kind of fun because I think for even parents and educators that this is something that would be helpful to inspire into more independent play as well. Yeah, I think for a lot of adults, there's this feeling that they need to step in so that they're so that they're doing something. Um, they have a hard time seeing that not stepping in is also doing something. So yes. where where do you where do we where do we want to jump in with this? Yeah, so I wanted to give some examples, um, and I'm an example person. <laughs> That's Excellent. how I thought maybe. Um, so I think that if like children were arguing about something, that we wouldn't necessarily intervene for that because we want them to learn how to uh, work on conflict resolution skills. However, if, um, if the, really the main thing is if it feels like um, danger is imminent, that's, or something feels very unsafe, that's when we will, we will um, probably intervene. Um, so an example is yesterday, we had some boys that there was ropes, they have this rope course out there. Uh -huh. And the ropes course was built by us. So it's really sturdy and it can hold a lot of weight. And they were bringing up pallets and um, standing on top of the pallets. And then they had a, a rope that cannot hold a lot of weight that was connected to another tree and put a pallet on the other side and then a plank. And they were going to walk the plank. Um, there was little children around. And um, so that was an instance where we knew like this was really they're they're trying to um, they're trying to do risk taking, you know, age appropriate yeah. risk taking. Right. So but because there were so many factors that we ha had to be careful for, um, Steve, one of the guys that, you know, runs Timbernick got really close and he was um, he might say something like be mindful of the children that children are not under that because that there's a chance that that could fall. So keeping it really simple, but just planting a seed, like just be mindful. And so what they did was the kids were little kids were really curious. So they kept coming over to see, and the, the older boys were saying, get back. And they had one guy that was like protecting the area, uh -huh. <laughs> the children. And they would, they would um, tell the, the other children I'm about to like the guy on top said, 
all right, I'm, I'm about to release the palate. And so everyone would, would back up and they would let it drop. Uh-huh. And so we allowed that to happen because there was no kids in the vicinity. We're right there. We're basically talking them through it if we need to. Yeah. And then, um, then they would try, you know, doing the plank where they were going across. And that's when Steve like went in and he said, now, um, how do you feel about this? And then, you know, like, and, um, basically telling, talking to the boy about it and the boy realized like this wouldn't be safe. Cause he, there was, you know, if he went, he was going to fall and to get hurt. Um, so he said, let's, re- I can't remember. I wasn't close enough, but I think Steve might've said something like, you know, let's rethink this because he was like, clearly it was really unsafe. Um, and so he, they had ended up doing a different thing and they took the boards off and they created a treehouse in a different area and same thing. So Steve would moved his body and went over and sat down by that one just uh-huh. to make sure. And there wasn't a lot of intervention needed for that one, but they kept going higher and higher in the tree to do their tree fort. So he just gave a prompt like that's high enough. So there's, there is limits around the risk taking, you know, and making sure, cause not all children have perfect judgment. <laughs> so no, that's the other thing. Like, so yeah, I, I have so many questions. We're talking like full size wooden pallets. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. How yes. high were they when they were when they were originally doing this? So the first one, um, it wasn't as high. So it was probably ten feet, ten feet off the ground. And the <laughs> now, now pause, pause here for a minute, Angela, because some of the <laughs> listeners to the show um, are hearing you say not very high, just ten feet, <laughs> are having panic attacks because there's no way that would be allowed in 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 their settings. Um, I think it's amazing. Um, so how high did they get when Steve finally thought it was too high? So that maybe 18 feet. I think, yeah. So pushing, pushing 20 feet up <laughs> in a tree. Um, that's delightful. And I, I, I love the way you describe him as, as just kind of throwing, throwing some cautionary thinking out there, kind of like, uh, that that safe um instead of doing what a lot of adults do in those situations which is scream no and uh and run over like uh the children are on fire and put a stop to it um so so that kind of calm reflective intervention is a whole lot different than what a lot of kids see in similar situations huh yes yeah, absolutely. And so, so just is that something Steve was good at from the beginning, or is that a learned skill? That's a learned skill. <laughs> Not to throw Steve under the bus. It's a it's a learned skill for all of us. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another thing to keep in mind is that your tolerance of and your expertise in knowing when to intervene and not to intervene is is really through practice. Um, I tell my OT students, I'd rather you intervene um, than to not, because sometimes when you tell the adults, I want you to step back and just observe and, you know, allow the children that it can go the other extreme where they wouldn't intervene and someone would get hurt. So like, you really do have to fine tune what really is a safe and reasonable risk and what is not. Yeah. And it, it, like you say, it does take a lot of practice and, and when you're just learning that skill, opting for caution and safety is, is, is the best bet. Um, 
it's a good balance. It's having a balance. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there are. I mean, I'm sure there are some adults working in this field who don't care if kids get hurt and that there's bones sticking out. But mo in my experience, most adults are, are pretty concerned about that kind of thing, mostly because if it happens, then they have to deal with it. And, and nobody really enjoys dealing with yeah. the emergency itself and all the, all the ramifications of it afterwards. And so it, it is hard to allow that kind of freedom for the kids knowing what the repercussions could be. Um, and, and yet it is, it is learnable. Um, it's really I, important. It's really yeah, and, and, and vital. I mean, the, the power those kids felt not only for, for doing all the stuff they were doing, but for not having it shut down by an adult immediately is, is, is amazing and, and very respectful of their, of their play. Yeah, absolutely. I have more more um, examples. This might be a good one to do a couple of podcasts. I was going to say maybe we should uh, we should wrap this one up and come back with uh, with a couple more examples of this because I think I think you know having these experiences real time in your own practice is a way to learn where that line is and when to intervene. But hearing hearing these kinds of examples can also also be helpful. So let's pull the plug on this one and come back with another episode of Timber Nook Tips. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash timbernook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at a $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.